It's the show that makes us talk. So why did the moon burp? I don't know why. Because it was full. <laughs> what about our life? With Person Will, Season 2. another wonderful episode of what about our life with chris and will hello hi how are you guys you know we have had multiple episodes that talked about the mickey mouse club yes the all new mickey mouse club i should say yes and we're gonna have another one because this week we're talking about the Mickey Mouse Club. And we're also talking about Disney than Hollywood. Ooh. And I'll tell you what I mean about that a little bit later. Yeah. But first, let's go into the Mickey Mouse Club. Let's start off with the original one. Yes. The original one was with Annette Finicello. That's uh-huh. how I remember it. And, you know, I loved it. It was so warm. Yeah. And it, it, it was just, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I absolutely Loved it. I don't know about you, but my memory of it was watching it on Disney Channel in the early 90s. And, of course, it was the original, so it was black and white. But I remembered the animations either, I think it was at the end, might have been at the beginning, too, with uh, Mickey Mouse and that big uh, bass drum and then Donald Duck and whatnot. For some reason, I still remember that. And um, and then, as you said, Annette was on there with the other Mouseketeers. And I remember them all just singing the Mickey Mouse theme song. I want to say that the original was the one that introduced Davy Crockett. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I want to say that. And they that's also right. did a lot of different cartoons. They did. Cartoon uh-huh. shorts in the original yep. one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a variety show. They did a lot of different musical numbers, a lot of d- different acting, as well as, you know, those type of shows as well. The all-new Mickey Mouse Club was more like um, Kids Incorporated, in a sense. Yeah. More like a modern-day Glee as it was, but not dramatic in a sense. Right. It was a mixture of things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or you can't do that on television. Remember that? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes. It was kind of like that. It has had its crazy little vibes to it. It, and the thing about all of them is they had an amazing beginning and they had a memorable ending to the each show. Mm -hmm. So I always recalled that it was, it was quite, um, I was quite fond of that. Yeah. It, it was, you know, you, you can remember all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but in any sense, the Mickey Mouse Club originally was a theatrical-based show. Really? It was a club that had one million members from 1930 to 1935, coordinated by Walt Disney himself. Oh, my. Yes. And then he kind of slowly shuttered the door with that. And then it became a show, a variety show, that aired intermittently from 1955 to 1996, and then returned to social media again in 2017. It was created by Walt Disney and produced 
by Walt Disney Productions, actually. Nice. Yes, let's go a little more into it. The first Mickey Mouse Club was 1955 to 1959. It aired on ABC. Yeah, okay. Believe it or not. Yes. The second one was from 1977 to 1979. Really? I believe it was on ABC as well. And the third one was from 1989 to 1996. Yeah. It aired on the Disney Channel. Oh, wow. And it filmed at the Disney MGM Studios, which is now the Disney Hollywood Studios theme park in Orlando, Florida, right where we are. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the soundstage that they used for that is the same building that Toy Story Mania is in. Wow. Wow. A lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that. Yep. And in the in that version that was there, that third one had a lot of known names in it. Lindsay Alley, uh, Dale Gabaldo, Justin Timberlake, Rona Bennett, uh, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, Carrie Russell, and J.C. Chavez. Chavez. Yeah. Yeah. They were in that one. So they were in that building. That's where a lot of them got their huge start yeah and you know so every time you go to ride toy story mania over at the studios then you're actually getting that positive vibe of those individuals because that was those were sound stages back in the early Mm -hmm. days of that park and that's where they filmed it yep there's a lot of magic in there Absolutely. There is absolutely a lot of magic in there. The very first Mickey Mouse Club, of course, had Annette Funicello Uh and Lonnie. Remember Lonnie Burr? Um, A little. I do. I, I remember him very, very well. And the second one had... Okay, now, okay, yes, yes. yes, yes. Boy, it just... A little Uh delay there, but now I remember, Uh yes. The second Uh one had Mindy Feldon in it, which is Corey Feldon's sister. Now, I did not know that. Absolutely. Hmm. And they did a internet version in 2017, and they loaded it on their uh, social media, which was... I can't remember if it was Disney channels or Disney productions or Disney, or if they had their own, I actually never saw the the online. Yeah, I didn't either. I'd have to go and look it up and see if I can, but I do know if you go on YouTube, you can actually find clips of the all new Mickey mouse club. Mm -hmm. And when we interviewed Lindsay alley on our show, you can find the interview of what, of when she interviewed Annette Finicello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of clips in there that, that show when Christina and Brittany first started and their performance in the Mickey Mouse Club. So mm-hmm. you can see a lot of that on YouTube. You can also see a lot of the original Mickey Mouse Club on uh, YouTube as well. But they do have the original Mickey Mouse Club on the Disney Plus Yes. You can go and see that streaming on Disney Plus. Now, I don't know if they have, we'll have to go look it up. Yes, we will. If they have the full season of the first Mickey Mouse Club, or if they have the the first Mickey Mouse Club and the second one and the third. I don't know if they do, Yeah, but we will have to look that up. But I do Mm -hmm. know that the original Mickey Mouse Club that had a net in it, uh, is on Disney Plus. Now, that version was actually created and produced by Walt Disney himself. I can see that. Yeah, yes. So definitely. It, it definitely has that Walt vibe to him, to the yeah. show, actually. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, speaking of that, that's kind of where I go into the next topic. When I say Disney, then Hollywood, there is a lot of people, a lot of celebrities out there that got their start through Disney. Oh, yeah. And ended up becoming in Hollywood. Yep. And I'm not talking about like with the all new Mickey Mouse Club, like Britney Spears and stuff like that. That's still entertainment. I'm talking about theme parks. Yeah. I bet you you did not know quite a few that got a start with Disney. Now, obviously, we started, we worked at Disney. We Mm -hmm. worked at Disney World, a lot of areas at Disney World, as well as we worked at Disneyland. And, you know, we've had a mark in Hollywood. And, of course, we are now hosting a successful show with (laughs) iHeartRadio. So, you know, but we're not the only ones. And there are a lot that have and that have worked at the Disney parks. And, for example, let's go into Steve Martin. That's right. Yes. Steve Martin worked at the Magic Shop at Disneyland. He was a magician. Mm-hmm. And of course, Gwen Stefani from No Doubt. Yeah. She played a character performer, and I'm not going to say who. Yeah. But she played a character performer at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And so did Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh. Michelle also played a character in the Main Street Electrical Parade. Wow. At Disneyland. Interesting. Joanna Kearns from the hit show Growing Pains. Yes. Also played a character performance in the Main Street Electrical Parade in Disneyland. Wow. Kevin Costner was a skipper on the Jungle Cruise what? at Disneyland. <laughs> yes. Robin Williams was also a skipper. Now that I can see. In the Jungle yeah, Cruise. Yeah, I mean, comedian right there, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Terry Gar, you would remember her from the show Tootsie? Yes. She was a dancer at Disneyland. Wow. Yes. And uh, Kevin Richardson? Uh-huh. From the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was a character at Disney World. Interesting. Yes. All you got to do is look at him and you know who I'm talking about. John Lasseter, who was the creator and designer of Pixar Studios. That's right. And many, many, many animation stuff through the Disney years. Was also a skipper at Jungle Cruise. Wow. Yes. Uh, Wayne Brady. Yeah, that's right. That's a big famous one. He was also a character performer (laughs) at Walt Disney World. Uh Yeah. So, yeah, that a lot of them got a lot of their learning through Disney. And, you know, Disney's a great learning tool, in my opinion. It is. They do teach you a lot. And they teach you the ethics of performing. When we were a performer at Disney, Uh the one thing they always did is give us notes after every performance. Yes. And they would basically tell you what you need to approve on and, you know, what you did great on. I always loved getting the great reviews because it was like, oh, okay, the the weight is off of you. Because, oh, all right, I'm not getting in trouble this time. And you really didn't get in trouble unless your reviews were so bad and continuous like that then they would they would i think it was more so that confidence when you know performing and then when you get notes afterward you know you're like either two things did i do this right you know because a lot's going on 
or boy, do I need to work on something? Oh, you yes. Know. And, you know, the experience of being a performer. Now, we did a lot of performances. Uh, in a variety of Disney things. World. Yes. And, you know, even as that, we also worked in the operations field, guest services field, foods field. We worked in a lot of other fields. But our most memorable one, of course, is entertainment. Yeah. We have so many photos and so many things in our yeah. house of memorabilia of Disney that we, we received over the years, mm -hmm. over the course of the years. So it was actually... It, it was nice. It was very, it was fantastic, actually. Uh -huh. So you do learn a lot from them. And there are a lot of great memories that you have. And every time we've talked to performers that had their start, just like we did, mm -hmm. you know, they all say the same thing. Oh, well, we had this moment, the family, you know, they, we enjoyed that connection that we had uh -huh. and all that stuff. Yep. So you do gain that from Disney. And we also did a lot of work with Universal as well. Yes. And we have a Universal family just as much as we do with a Disney family. And the thing is, is you, you create those special moments. Uh -huh. And if you're ever looking for a grand start, I would have to say that would be a good start because you get a lot of learning on what to do and what not to do and uh -huh. how to do it better. Yes. In a sense. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. And, you know, and that's just a minimal list. I'm sure there is a bigger list out there <laughs> of celebrities that started working at Disney that are now big time celebrities. Again, I think it's that magic. It's about creating something, yes. you know, and creating those, as you said, whether it's that family or creating those, I don't know, when in entertainment moments um, I think that's a, that's a really good way Absolutely. to begin. And, you know, I think what would be interesting is if you go back and look at your photo albums from back in the day mm -hmm. to see if you actually got a picture with one of those performers, or if you can go on YouTube and go look a video or anything uh -huh. of those celebrities that were actually working. I think that would be so yeah. interesting if they could find that. Cause believe it or not for ourselves, there are videos <laughs> yes. on YouTube of us performing and we have found them because yep. we had gotten bored one night, went on YouTube to see if we could find ourselves on YouTube performing in those different shows. And believe it or not, you can. Yeah. The only one I have yet to find is when I performed in Disney's Doug live at the Disney MGM Studios. I've mm -hmm. yet to have found that one on YouTube. I'm sure I will. Yeah. I am sure I will. But we did find that video of me as a dancer at uh, Lion King yes. during my skinny days. In the my, Festival of the yes, Lion King. Yes, in my yeah. skinny days because I was like, what, 19, 18 years old when I did it. Uh -huh. So I was very flexible at that point of my life but it was interesting to see that and it yeah. was really nice to go back and kind of look at that experience and renew some of that experience yeah so, absolutely but today we are talking about another great guest on our show from the all-new mickey mouse club it is del godbaldo mm -hmm. he is with us today he was part of the original cast of the all-new mickey mouse club that was on disney channel he also was in a couple of films he played in thor in 2011 okay and Fame in 2009. That's right, yeah. Just to name a few. As far as television is concerned, he had been on Moesha, Good Behavior, Mad About You, ER, NCIS, The Drew Carey Show, 
Wanda at large, Commander in Chief, Promised Land, People versus OJ Simpson, just to name a few. Yeah. He's got some fashion line out right now. He does a lot of great charity work. Mm -hmm. Overall, a wonderful man. And we're going to give him a call and talk about his career in just a few seconds. So sit back, relax. Dale Godboldo is coming up. We are honored to welcome former Mouseketeer, Dale Godboldo. Hello. How are you doing, Dale? I'm doing fantastic. Glad to hear it. Well, first of all, thank you so much for being on our show. We really do appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I really Uh hope you guys are being well during this whole time and this unfortunate time that we're kind of having to be still and we can't do the usual work that we're supposed to do, you know? (laughs) There it is. Yeah. It's okay, though. It gives us an opportunity to do stuff like this. Absolutely. Frankly. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, first off, tell me how you actually got started. Ah, uh, well, uh, I got started. I was. Uh, I grew up in. I grew up in uh, in a city just outside of Dallas called uh, Plano. Uh huh. And I was doing local plays. I was doing, uh, you know, uh, school plays, speech tournaments. Uh-huh. And at 15 years old, uh, I heard on the radio uh, about uh, a nationwide casting call for the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so this is right around the early, early 90s. Uh, and uh, I told my mom, you know, take me. Let, let's, let's go. And so they were seeing, I think, I want to say it was upwards of thirty or 40,000 kids, maybe more, wow. that they were seeing throughout the country. And um, it was a few thousand just in Dallas alone. And uh, they whittled it down, and I was lucky to be one of, I believe, 13 or so that uh, that joined uh, season four of the Mickey Mouse Club. And that really that got my SAG card. That got me going. And right. then from there, just uh, continued to uh, pursue my dream. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. So what would you say that that audition process was like? I'm sure it was nerve-wracking, but were, did you just go in it nonchalantly, or did you just, or, or was, or were you just so full of nerves that you were like, oh, okay, I don't know if I'm going to get this or not? You know, it's funny. I was uh, pretty confident the whole way through. It was a long process, by the way, many, many months. Wow. So the, the first audition uh, you know, they wanted you to sing a song and uh, do a dance routine or something, show show them that you can dance. And then I think they gave you like a really short, you know, one or two page script to read, you know, step out and then come in and do it. Uh-huh. Right. And so the first day they whittled down the thousands to a few of us. Uh, uh, I think they had us come back maybe once or twice during that session. Right. Right. And then you heard nothing for months. Um, probably three months later, we got a call that said that I'm in the finals and they're going to fly me out to Los Angeles, put me up for a three day audition camp. And so they had flown out probably 20 something kids. I'm not sure how many. And, uh, we, we learned a dance routine. We learned some sketches. We learned a song and, uh, really just got into it. And uh, uh, after that, we went home and then waited another few months. And then finally, I got the call that I got the part. 
Wow. So going through all of that, many months of waiting and then getting a call and having to do more auditions. I mean, as a teenager and just having patience with that, I mean, did your confidence carry you through all of that? Or were you kind of like doubting in those moments of you didn't know what was going on? (laughs) You know, what's funny is I always felt I understood what they were looking for, Uh which is rare as an actor. Because that's really where I was coming from. I was an actor. This was a, a, a role that I was being, you know, that I was up for. But rarely do you feel you really got your head wrapped around the character and you kind of understand what they're looking for and you want to give them that character. I felt that I understood it day one. So wasn't as much nervous as really excited and nervous in the sense that if I get this, my life is going to change forever. I no longer have to go to school. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. All of that stuff was way different, right? So uh, it, was, it, began, it began to be, you know, as you're waiting months, uh, obviously you start to lose hope a little bit. Um, but uh, throughout all of it, I kind of always in the back of my mind felt I was going to get that call. So. Wow. Well, that's that's definitely great. I mean, that's something that you have that feeling, you keep going with it. Well, I have to ask, because we've had uh, Lindsay Alley, of course, on our show. Yes. And we've also had Rona Bennett on our show. Yes, we love... We love both of them. Two absolutely great uh, personalities. And each of them had a different uh, way of how they had their experience with the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. And I have to ask you, did you venture out into the park at all like the other two did? Of course. You know, it's funny. I was just texting with Lindsay today, as a matter of fact. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah, we, uh, of course. I mean, you know, um, let's see, I'm like 15... 16, 17, 18, right? Those are the years I was there. Uh-huh. And so it was right around getting my driver's license, and it was a great spot to take a date because we got in free. Uh-huh. Uh, even in the front, we, we would, obviously I would sneak in the back uh, all the time, but we had what was called a silver pass, which would get up to, I believe, uh, up to three additional people in, in the front gate. Right. So, you know, I used it a lot for our dates. Whenever my family, extended family, would come into town, we'd bring them into the parks. There was this whole system that many of the Musketeers had devised where, you know, say Rona's family's coming in and she's got more than three people, so she would gather up two or three Musketeers and we would all use our pass to get her family in uh-huh. to the park. So we, we maximized the opportunity and spent many, 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 many days uh, running around the theme parks. Wow, very nice. Mm-hmm. Now, have you been back to that park since uh, they've com- since all that stuff that you guys are familiar with is not there anymore? No, it's not. As a matter of fact, uh, I hadn't been back uh, since the first time I went back was in the lead up to uh, doing. Um, we produced the 30th anniversary reunion um, party and fundraiser. Uh, out there at Disney World. Uh-huh. We saw uh, just, that. Uh, a year ago, May, May of last year. And yes. so that was the, you know, in the run-up to that, during the development of that, it was the first time I'd been back to the parks since, you know, since I left the show, you know, since the show was canceled. Wow. Wow. Yes, we, when we had Lindsay on the show, we, we talked about the, I guess she had not been back to the park and, and seen some of the stuff, and I kept, we walked through it. It was, it was just so sad because all the major things that that gave her the excitement when she was on the show is 
no longer there, like the, the Earful Tower, mm-hmm. and yep. then of course her favorite attraction, yeah. the Great Movie Ride. None of that's there anymore. And she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And it's like, yeah, it's a and, totally uh, different think, world. I think the Earful Tower being gone was the hardest for me because that was such a. Uh, I mean, that's we backstage is where our school was. You know, that's where we right. spent so much of our time, and that that Earful Tower was just such a part of my, you know, my eyesight. Yes. Uh, for so many years. So that being gone is hurtful. And you know what? And you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. Even with uh, those for ourselves who were not in this show and didn't have that exact experience as you had, the Earful Tower was a part of a lot of our lives. So I agree with you on that one because mm-hmm. you look at the park now and you're like, you know what? You guys could have totally just kept it. Yeah. You totally could have just kept it. I mean, it, or, you know, it, it, you didn't have to get rid of it. It's an but, icon. Yeah, it was an icon. So yeah, absolutely. But let's yeah. go. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of your co-stars. I know you get this question a lot, and so I'm not going to go into the bigger names because you know everybody, I'm sure, asks that. Um, you obviously keep in touch with Lindsay. Do you keep in touch with pretty much most of the crew that that return to the reunions every single year, or or what? Uh, I have kept in touch with. I would say the vast majority of the Mouseketeers. Matter of fact, it's probably been only a handful uh, that I haven't spoken to at all over the years, um, if any, now that I think about it. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that I've really loved about, you know, this family is that uh, we've all been really supportive of each other. Uh-huh. Um, not only in personal life, but also in, in pursuing, uh, you know, the things that they want to do in their in their work right mm-hmm. um you know, we we what was sort of unique about that experience is that we were all you know we we all had a had a passion for the arts um and we were unique and many of us were unique in our own communities but you come together um in orlando with all of these other like-minded kids and you're seeing other kids like yourself uh, for the first time for many of us, you know, and right. I think a unique bond is created during that period of, 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 uh, you know, inspiration and motivation and, and create creativity, um, uh-huh. unlike any other period I've ever experienced. Um, and so I think that carries on throughout the years as well. Um, Absolutely. any opportunity I have to support Rona or Lindsay and what they're doing or, you know, Tony Luca or, you know, NSYNC or you name it, you know, right. whatever's mm-hmm. going, Carrie Russell, you know, but, Carrie is yeah. an example. Um, Carrie, as an example, um, and Tony Luca, they were instrumental to me getting started as an actor here in L.A. when I came out here. They introduced me to their manager, uh-huh. uh, slept on the couch, you know, um, and that got me going. So, I mean, wow. just that, that idea of... Um, you know, supporting your your friends, I think, is uh, uh, very powerful amongst us. Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. do you you think that, because uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are going to do more reunions in the future, of course. Do you think yeah. that um, you'll be fortunate enough to get maybe all the members to come on, to come back into the reunion, like Carrie, as well as maybe Justin, even Christina at the same time? You know, that's... Uh, I, I be honest with you, to have there's thirty eight of us. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh to have all of us 
in one place at one time, I think is highly, highly unlikely. Right. Um, of over the years, many of us have had little mini reunions amongst us. Um, will there be a, a, a reunion of, you know, various people in the future? I'd like to think so. Very um, nice. But I, I would be able to speak on that. It's a, it's a monumental task. I'm getting absolutely. Uh, a large amount of us together in one place. So I imagine. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. You know, and you had you had said you had performed on the all new Mickey Mouse Club uh since season four. Uh there was one particular mm-hmm. song that you did um with uh Josh and JC and Justin, and I think it was the cover of I Only Have Eyes for You. Something about that uh. song and the way you sung it. What were you feeling? What was it? What was going through your head? I mean, because that's the way all of you just came together. You each had your own solos, but it all sounded like it was a one. What was it like? Oh, wow. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, That was actually uh, kind of special for me. We we had a uh, voice coach uh, named uh, Robin Wiley. And uh, I was going through a period where my voice was changing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a very high-pitched voice. I had a very, you know, kind of sounded, it was a soprano um, all my young life. And right as I was going from season four into season five, um, I was struggling trying to find a new way to sing. Uh-huh. Um, my voice was dropping. I couldn't hit high notes. It was, it was very raspy and getting different. And uh, Robin Wiley was one of the few people that I think understood what what my voice had to be moving forward. Like it's not going to be. I used to sound like a, a young Michael Jackson, like a you know from the Jackson Five, right? Kind of yeah, voice. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> she had to help me find a new way of singing because I was never going to sing like that again. You know, and that song in particular, um, you know. She helped me, you know, find a way to to sing that that was far more comfortable uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was one of the songs that helped me identify how I was going to sing moving forward. So it was a special song for me. And I think that I was very happy with the end result. I thought it sounded pretty cool. Oh, well, it definitely came across uh, that I way. I thinking when I was singing? I was just trying to get through the song. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So do you still have the uh, MMC jacket? Uh, it's funny, no. I don't have my original jacket. But ah. at some point, we were given uh, special all-black jackets. And uh, yes, I still have that one. Uh, uh. My mother has it. Oh, very nice. Very, very, very nice. Mm-hmm. So what would you say would be the your favorite part about the show? I think the relationships and the friendships very would nice. be my favorite aspect of the whole show. And then um, close behind that would be the training and support uh-huh. that mm-hmm. we got. Um, I've applied so much of what I learned during that four and a half year period to what I'm doing today you know, 25 years later, I can't even, uh, I can't over, I can't overstate how impactful that period was, uh, uh, for me and what I want to do today. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, do you think that, uh, 
if they ever decided to do a remake or a newer version of the Mickey Mouse Club, do you think it would be successful? They did one a few years ago, um, basically online through Facebook. Yes. And uh, uh, I don't know how successful it was. Uh, it was a unique take on the concept. I think if they were to do something more like what we did now, I'd like to think it'd be very successful. Um, yeah. I think enough time has gone by that uh, you've got another generation that doesn't really know anything about what we what we were doing. Um but you've got their parents that would be able to say, "Look, kid, here's a little something, something you need to you need to pay attention to." Right. I think it could be an interesting, uh, an interesting dynamic between parents and, and and their kids today. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Well, it was a great show, and mm-hmm. we enjoyed it. I watched it uh, endlessly. It was like our. Um, binge watching if you would say during that time period yes. just to keep going back and like we told rona and Lindsay, you you guys really put a wonderful uh click to it that just kept us going back and back and back and i as a kid i was actually part of the studio audience when you guys recorded it or filmed it at the studios so that experience wow. was even more breathtaking because you were you were part of it and so I have to commend you guys for being so dynamic in what you did. And I'm sure it was hard and difficult at times, but I know you guys had just as much fun doing it as I did watching it and being a part of that audience at that time. It was just it's exciting. I think, I think I had more fun than you did watch. I'll tell you that. I had a ball. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> I totally bet you you did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go into some of your other projects because you have a whole list of yeah. career amazement mm-hmm. that you've done. So let's talk about that. And one in particular was um, Wanda at Large yes. with Wanda Sykes. <laughs> oh, my word. Working with Wanda. Wanda. Ugh. That is my girl. Wanda yes. Sykes. That was amazing experience. Um yeah, I did two seasons. We did we had two seasons of that show. I uh, would have liked to have had more, um, right. but alas, we did not. Uh, but it was it was really groundbreaking. Um, Wanda is obviously hilarious. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But what the show was talking about, she was playing a, uh, you know, for people listening who didn't see the show, she was a uh, news correspondent, like on a like on a Sunday talk show, like uh-huh. a Meet the Press kind of thing, and she was. Wanda at large out in the streets and she do these great uh, uh, vignettes. And it was great for me because she, it was fun working with her because she would look to myself and some of the others as like the actors, quote unquote, and her being a comedian. Uh, so we would, we would draw from each other um, to, to get to the funny, to get to the emotion, to get to the, to get to the right moments. It was a lot of fun collaborating with her. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I mean, you went into that. That was comedy. And I think you were also on one episode of Mad About You. I think it was in 97. Um, wow. And then just yeah, recently, yeah. last year, you were on NCIS. Um, so those are two completely different uh, genres. You know, one's comedy, you know, like with Wanda at large. And then you have NCIS, which is a drama. So what is it like being on those two different sets and having to adapt to them? What, what is your feeling on that? 
in my opinion, they are completely different. Uh, well, when I was younger, um, in my 20s, I did a lot of sitcoms more than dramas. Uh-huh. And the, the, for sitcoms, the environment was completely different than doing any kind of drama. Because it was very much like putting up a stage show. You know, you rehearse it, you know, four days, and on the fifth day, you do it live in front of the audience. Right. So it's very much more like uh, stage. Uh, hour-long dramas, like NCIS, it's it's like shooting little movies, right? So just right. the structure and the the tone on the set and everything is just completely different. Um, and I like them both. When I was doing sitcoms, uh, I was I had challenges with it because having grown up on the Mouse Club, I was used to a certain level of. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're dealing with kids, right, uh-huh. no one ever not laughs at your joke, right? Right. <laughs> you, you know, you got to support the kids, right? You know, you right. can damage a kid forever if you come out and you're the executives and nobody's laughing and the room is silent. It would, that would devastate you, right? So there was a, a, a level of support, uh, first and foremost, on the Mouse Club that does not happen when you become an adult and you're on a real, you know, NBC or Fox uh, sitcom, if a joke ain't funny, nobody's laughing in that executive room. And the next day when you come in, all your lines are cut or you might be cut out of that episode. It's brutal. And so I was always really challenged with sitcoms because it wasn't fun Uh per se. Uh You know, I had a lot of fun working with most of the creators and the writers, a lot of fun working with the talent, but there was a level of pressure about being funny that a lot right. of people don't realize is going on um, mm-hmm. until you're hit. <laughs> when you're right. a hit show, it's a whole different story. So, for instance, when I guest starred on uh, Mad About You, they were in you know later seasons. They've been around forever. Those guys are working like a couple hours a day. You know, if the joke wasn't funny, nobody was tripping. I mean, it was really easy, and the mood and the spirits were really like you know you come in, knock it out, go home. Whereas most of the series that I did were always, you know, in the first seasons. And it's tense. It's, you know, you're fighting to get on air. Then you're mm-hmm. fighting to stay on air. And it's a lot of pressure. Right. And so I found with our long dramas, you have that same pressure, but it's not immediately in your face. Right. You're not trying to get a laugh. And right. you're either funny or you're not. Right? Either get a laugh or you don't. In drama, you know, it's, you don't really know if it worked till months later, you know, did you make the edit? You know what I'm saying? Right. So there's just a different kind of tension, different kind of, uh, uh, pressure, I think, uh, with sitcoms and with, um, I should say new sitcoms and with hour long dramas. Right. Now, when you, when you talk of that and with NCIS, you are also in the people versus OJ Simpson, would you say obviously those are two totally different shows which one out of the two mm-hmm. do you think was harder for you to perform in uh well the NCIS role was pretty straightforward it wasn't uh, particularly difficult it was a fun role to play and we had a ball doing it people the OJ Simpson uh that was a very long six to I think six or nine months I think I worked on that I'm not quite sure uh-huh. Um, it was, it was, uh, a masterclass in acting, 
you wow. know, working with those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, a, a much deeper experience. Uh, one of my, you know, most um, favorite, really, experiences that I've had as an actor. So, I mean, wow. I, I don't think much compares to that particular experience. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Now, another thing that uh, you've also gone into, I noticed on your website, is you have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you have a fashion brand or what is your association with the fashion? Oh, yeah, I have interest in, uh, in fashion and lifestyle brands. Um, I don't run the day-to-day, but uh, have interest in them. And uh, that's simply because I've always been uh, attracted to fashion, uh, fashion retail. Very nice. Uh, travel and lifestyle. Yeah, so I work with uh, um, two different guys to explore those those aspects of my personality. Uh, one Very of them nice. is the Brigade brand, uh-huh. and uh, we've been doing stuff for for years. And uh, I also work with a partner of mine um, on the only and cra- on, I'm sorry on the Crazy and Fearless brand. Uh, which is basically just, look, uh, you know, we, we were inspired by the idea that, you know, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Puff Daddy, you know, um, uh, Jay-Z, you know, what do they all have in common? They were crazy and fearless. Right. And, you know, moving off of that, you know, that is a mindset, that is a lifestyle. And so, um, my partner, Arthur Wiley, he really developed out this concept. It really started with a book that he wrote called mm. Only the Crazy and Fearless Win Big. Oh. Uh, it's a New York Times bestseller. Wow. And so, you know, that, that, yeah, that keeps me motivated, and we're doing a lot of things under that brand from travel to uh, we provide travel services, uh, tickets to events. Um, you know, uh, we sell apparel, um, uh-huh. uh, high-end apparel, as well as, as well as our own branded apparel. Very nice. Very, mm-hmm. very nice. And you've also done quite a bit of uh, charity work as well. You did uh, Unite for Humanity. You, I want to say you coordinated that those that ceremony? Uh, yeah, I was involved, uh, heavily involved in the development and the, um, the development of the, of the fundraising team. Uh-huh. And myself and a handful of others were the actual fundraisers for the event. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, uh, Anthony Melikoff, uh, the founder of, of the idea and of the, of the underlying charity, had a vision uh, for honoring and spotlighting uh, acts of kindness and, and social good. And so nice. he wanted to do this uh, gala uh, and man, we had a who's who of Hollywood there from Robert De Niro to Marty Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, uh, Lisa Keys, uh, Forrest Very Whitaker. Nice. It was, it was amazing. Wow. And wow. that same year, um, um, we also, uh, launched another, uh, fundraiser that was a bit smaller. Um, and the keynote was James Cameron with special guests, uh, Charlize Theron and Halle Berry. And Very we nice. Raised, yeah. Uh, yeah. We raised a lot of money for, for charity for that one as well. And that really, that one year, 2014, was a pivotal year for me because it really sent me on a on a path that would, you know, it really changed my life forever. I worked very closely with the Clinton Global Initiative that year. 
uh-huh. uh, to launch my first initiative um, with support from President Clinton and, and George W. Bush helped me uh, launch that. So 2014 is really my coming out party <laughs> in terms of <laughs> putting my energies towards uh, social impact and, and fundraising for uh, charities. Very well, nice. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you offer to any inspiring actor or anybody that is wanting to basically follow your footsteps in a sense and accomplish so many different things, whether it's uh, successful charity work, fashion, or even acting at that, what words would you give to them to tell them you're on the right track or you could do this to be successful? Oh, wow. That's a, (laughs) that's a, there's a lot there. Uh, I would, there's a couple of things that I would just, that are sort of general, but, uh, I would always put out there something that, that was said to me many moons ago was always start with your why, mm-hmm. understand your why, uh, in anything that, that you're even thinking about doing. Cause if you, if you understand your why and you can communicate your why, it will lead you towards, uh, opening the doors um, um, in the world and in the platforms that you want to participate in. So I think uh, hopefully if, you, if you're always thinking about your why, um, I think many of the, the um, paths to actually get to where you want to go, they'll open up for you. And, and if one door closes or one path is, is blocked, I think naturally the next path will open up if you're constantly reflecting on your why. Why are you doing this? Why do you care? Um, I think it'll lead you to places that um, and opportunities that you may not ever think about. So I don't know if that really answers your question, but uh, I, I, you know, just a, uh, I think a way of thinking that I think is worth sharing. You know. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I mean I agree with that. I mean that's a very great perspective. Um, and I, when I was listening to that, I was thinking of purpose, you know, because it, when you yeah. ask yourself why, then it, like you said, it opens up many things you would have never even imagined. So I agree with it completely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, your purpose is another way of saying it, really. Um, yes. It helps you find your purpose. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So do you have any future projects that or plans that you got going on that uh, we should be on the lookout for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, you know, one thing we are, we're absolutely going to be um, doing some amazing things online and uh, around Oscars and Emmys and, and, and Grammys coming up soon. But Online, we're going to be doing something really fun and what we hope is going to be really impactful very, very soon. Um, what I'm trying to do is take the culmination of, uh, you know, the last 10 years or so of our work and, and uh, in live event space and bring that to an online platform in a new and exciting way. Oh. Um, not necessarily inventing the wheel, but mm-hmm. but pulling some of the best of the best from various different things and doing something that's a little different, a little unique, um, that will hopefully contribute to moving humanity forward, which is really my, that's my why, you know? Um, right. Yeah. kind of gets me in the morning. Of course. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Well, you know, um, we admire anything that you do, obviously, and we really appreciate the work that you're doing. Yes. And, and for that. So my hat tips off to you. So if you ever need assistance, you know where to find us, you know? <laughs> I appreciate that. I will mm-hmm. definitely tap you on the shoulder if I do. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dale, thank you so much for being on our show and taking the time out of your day to speak with us. It was an absolute pleasure. It was a joy. You have such an incredible talent, and we so look forward to seeing more of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I oh, really appreciate that, guys, and I appreciate you having me on. Uh, this is great. Great talking to you. I think at this point of the interview, you actually want to start singing the closing song yeah. of the Mickey Mouse Club. Now I'm saying say goodbye or something like that. I'm not going to sing the rest because I don't know the words. It's been a long time it's since been a long I've watched time. it. But it was so interesting. I love talking to those guys. We've uh, actually had Rona Bennett on the show and Lindsay Alley on the show. Yes. Now Dale. And they all from different seasons of the all new Mickey Mouse Club uh-huh. that we kind of grew up with. So yeah. it was interesting to learn all of that and plus the the uh, perception of comedy and uh, drama yeah so very interesting Mm -hmm. well we want to thank dale for coming on our show and of course we want to thank you guys for coming on our show and listening and keeping up with us for another great week and don't forget to join us next week for another great episode of what about our life with chris and will another wonderful topic and another wonderful guest mm-hmm. and you know you can check out all of our great information and what's going on with chris and will at our website chris you can also check us out on instagram at chris.and.will yeah and tell your friends about us tell everybody about us again we love to entertain and we love to keep you staying well As always, stay well, stay safe during this time, and remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. We want to thank Dale again and you guys for coming back week after week. But for right now, we gotta go. Bye! Bye!